0: Hey everyone, I'm Jean Chatsky. Thank you so much for joining me on a very special episode of the Her Money Podcast, one of our bonus mailbag episodes that we know you guys always ask for through the year. We love them too. We love a chance to just dig into your questions and are always so grateful to you to submitting them. This particular podcast was inspired by you. I'm very, very happy to reintroduce fashion and beauty expert Jackie Stafford, who you may know best from her numerous appearances on the Today Show her work on QVC, collaborating with fashion designer Isaac Mizrahi, and I know that many of you also heard Jackie on her recent episode with us, which was episode 273, Help! I have nothing to wear. Jackie's known for her practical best girlfriend style advice, which she details in her book, The Wow Factor, insider style secrets for everybody and every budget, and You guys reached out after that episode and you said, I have questions. I have questions for Jackie about the best deals, about what really belongs in our closets, about how to be smart as we head back to work, about the clothes that are going to do the best work for us right now. And so Jackie and I are going to devote some time today to tackling your fashion questions. I can't wait to dive in.
2: Hey, Jackie, welcome back. Thank you so much, Jean. Thank you for having me back. What an honor to uh, answer some of your fabulous listeners' questions.
0: Well, we appreciate you doing double duty for us. so, So we're really, really excited to have you back. And those of you who can't see Jackie today as I can, she has on the most amazing pair of blue glasses. They are just, they're just <laughs> popping against your blonde hair. I love them. Now,
2: are those real glasses or are those readers? No, these are readers, but, but here's the thing, Jean. A really great way just to update your wardrobe is new eyewear. I mean, that's really one of the things that people notice about you because they're talking to your face. So if you update your wardrobe with new, modern, fresher shapes, then that alone, and it doesn't have to be expensive. I, I found these at uh, Zenni Optical, which is online. And so you don't have to spend a ton of money on, on frames, just get bold new ones. It makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, bold glasses. I actually, because I'm of the age where readers are a must these days too. And I got a pair of like, eggplant colored ones that I just love. All right, let's dig in. We promised answers and we've got questions. First question comes from Janet and she says, Hi Jean and Catherine, thanks so much for the recent episode. Help, I have nothing to wear. It was very timely as I'm returning to work after a year long maternity leave and I'm preparing to revamp my wardrobe. I'll be sure to keep Jackie's advice to only buy things on sale if I would pay full price for them in the back of my mind while shopping. I'm wondering if there are any rules of thumb stating how much you should spend on clothing based on your income. Thank you so much. I love the podcast and listen every
2: week. What do you think? That's a great question. Honestly, a fabulous question. So thank you for that, Janet. You know, I will say that I'm not sure that there's a specific rule of thumb for this one. But generally, what I like to do is suggest that you set yourself a reasonable budget that feels good for you. So let's think about $500. But- just if maybe that's too much, maybe that's too little, but just give yourself a budget. You want to think about it for work attire specifically. And within that, you want to try and create as many different looks as you can within that budget. So I always suggest that you focus on tops because you can tend to wear the same pants, the same style of pants more often, but you can switch out your tops and you can wear at least three tops with one style of pants. So that's what I say focus on. I might start like this. And again, I'm not quite sure what industry Janet's going into, but just as a general overarching thing for work attire, you might think about five simple blouses, maybe solid colors, maybe prints, but five silky type blouses. They're always good ones to have in your wardrobe. You want to have at least three pairs of work pants, if you will. Just standard silhouette, very simple, just a classic little ankle pant if you can. Black, charcoal, navy. That should keep you set. You want a couple of blazers. I like a black blazer, I like a navy blazer. The reason why I like a blazer is that these also do double duty. They look great with a t-shirt and jeans and a super cute sneaker or a little ballet flat for the weekend. So think about pieces that can translate as well for weekends. You know how I feel about scarves. I'm shocked I don't have one on today, but lightweight scarves make a really big difference because even a solid blouse with a cute little scarf tied at the neck can look completely work appropriate, give you a little of visual interest and just up your style game. Doesn't have to be expensive. I might look for a couple of lightweight crew neck cardigans. You know, cardigans work so hard in your wardrobe because they double up as a top. You can wear them all the way up. You can slip them over your shoulder. I refer to a cardigan as soft suiting. So if you don't need a blazer, if you don't work in an office that demands a more corporate, structure then you can get away with a great cardigan just in solids and then i might do a couple of dresses easy dresses that you can slip the cardigan over if you want to you can slip a blazer over get them in a fabrication with stretch you know those days jean where we would do very stiff corporate pieces that just are a little constricting they're over we really demand technical fabrics now that have natural stretch within them Can we
0: just talk for a second, Jackie, about wastes? Because, you know, I'm remembering when I came back from maternity leave and I was just not going there with my waist. And I don't know about you, Janet, and how you're feeling these days, but I had a couple of flashes as you were talking. And the first is about those silky shirts. I bought three or four button-down collared silky shirts. I got equipment shirts, which are a little bit pricey, but I got them, I actually did get them on sale. I just sort of put them in my browser and when they showed up on sale at La or at the Outnet, I would just snag them. And what I love about the silky shirts is that you can wear them tucked in or tucked out. And on a Zoom, you know, or if you're just not tucking these days, it it doesn't matter. It's a very, very polished look whether you want to tuck or not. The other thing that I found really useful during COVID with the blazers was just a couple of silky camisoles for under those blazers too. And I did the same thing. I just bought them. I put alerts into shop style, which is an app that I really like. And I just, when they came on sale, I would just snag them. I actually, I got a couple off of Poshmark as well. And the real real, I actually picked them up used.
2: Yeah, of course. Brilliant idea. And think about great tanks, but you mentioned the silky shirts, you know, I love equipment fabulous think about also it doesn't have to be collared a nice little just a v-neck looks really chic just a simple or a round neck or just a very soft little v you don't have to wear a collared shirt like a silky navy shirt with a classic navy pant in like a cigarette ankle pant with a super cute pump looks really chic and when it comes to dresses Absolutely. Don't worry about waistlines. You can get a great shift dress. You can get tunic style dresses. You can get easy wrap dresses that are very forgiving. The trick is looking for knits, fabrics that have stretch. And when we say a knit versus a woven, woven means no stretch. It means Mm -hmm. just like a poplin shirt. But if you're thinking about a knit, it's got stretch in it. So something that has elastane spandex.
0: I want to get on to more questions, but before we do, I I want to just address Janet's budgeting question with an answer and then a question of my own. First of all, my rule for budgeting, Janet, is that About 25% of your money is for all discretionary things, and clothing has to fit into that. That is once you're past your rent, once you're past your savings, once you're past your mortgage, once you're past your car and transportation, there should be about 25% left for life. And by looking at where your money is going now, you ought to be able to figure out how much of your discretionary 25% you want to put toward clothing. And the good news is that once you've satisfied all of those needs in your budget, the rest is fungible. So you can decide that you're gonna put a little more toward clothing this month because you're gonna back off of entertaining or something like that. The other question I have for you, Jackie, is that we're seeing more and more of these rental services at better prices, right? You can rent eight pieces a month for $99 from Rent the Runway, the folks at Urban Outfitters and Anthropology have their own program. I think Nordstrom has a
2: program at this point. Are you a fan? You know, even Ralph Lauren's come up with a program, too. So I think they definitely serve a great purpose. Absolutely. I personally like to have something and own it. I like to invest wisely, keep it, wear it forever. That's my take. But I definitely love items like Rent the Runway, especially for special occasion, because that's what we tend to make our mistakes on. We spend an absolute fortune on things that we're wearing once. So Mm -hmm. I do love rental services for occasion dressing. You're going to a wedding, you're going to a big celebration. That's what I would use those services for. Just want to also make a little statement about where we're moving towards in dressing in general. Those worlds where we have a separate work wardrobe and a separate weekend wardrobe are blending. So we are moving away from a complete corporate outfit. We're now moving towards pieces that can really blend both worlds. So when you're picking up these really cute silky blouses, just wear them with jeans and a sneaker at the weekend. So make sure that every item that you're spending, you're really getting a lot of wear out of what you're spending your hard-earned money on.
0: Yeah, a great little white sneaker or a great neutral sneaker, that is a total must these days, isn't it?
2: And they go with ball gowns from to jeans. I mean, sneakers. We live in them.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, next question. Zoe writes, is tailoring worth it? How do I know which items I should be getting tailors and which ones I should either leave alone or just donate? In some cases, tailoring is more expensive than the item itself, especially in super expensive New York City. I've often found couture items at thrift stores for great deals, but then hesitate to pay $100 for tailoring to get them where they need to be. Am I missing something? How do I know when tailoring is worth the money
2: and when it's going to make a sufficient Difference in my appearance? Oh my goodness, that's such a brilliant question. One that I get asked a lot actually about tailoring. Here's what I use tailoring for I'm not talking about major overhauls, I'm not talking about couture tailoring. What I'm talking about is inexpensive tweaks that make the world of a difference. A hem for your pant to get the right hem length a sleeve slightly shortened, a stitch at a neckline. Perhaps you find something you love, it's a V-neck, but maybe it dips a little bit low and you don't wanna wear a tank underneath it. And that's a challenge is that you'll never wear it because you need to buy the tank. So do those small tweaks that make things wearable. The hem, the sleeve, a stitch at the neckline. Invest in tailoring in something that you know you will love and wear forever. I would not waste money on tailoring really very, very simple things that you can pick up cheaply anyway. Like, I would just make sure you get something that fits perfectly. But if you absolutely love something and you know that you're going to wear it again, definitely invest in small tweaks, which even in New York City, maybe it's 20 bucks to hem something. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. So when I talk about tailoring, I mean inexpensive changes that make the biggest difference.
0: Perfect. Stephanie writes, I have a friend who never, ever, ever buys clothing that needs dry cleaning. She has a lot to say about the added expense and perhaps rightfully the impact to the planet. Not only do dry cleaning chemicals have an impact, she says she doesn't even want to wear something that's been dry cleaned due to potential chemical residue. Maybe this is an extreme reaction because I know some dry cleaners advertise that they're organic for what that's worth. Anyway, my question is this. Is dry cleaning worth it? Are dry cleaning only clothes, something we should generally avoid if we can, especially if we're on a budget? And I want to add to this, Jackie, when clothes say they need to be dry cleaned, do they
2: really need to be dry cleaned, or can we wash them? You can wash them with exceptions. Now, I will say I can probably count on one hand the amount of times I've used a dry cleaner. I rarely, if ever, go to a dry cleaner. The things I would reserve for dry cleaners are tailored blazers, because you're not going to be able to hand wash them, couture dresses, if that's what you're, you know, a really expensive, very lightweight silk piece that is a gown or something that is very, very tailored, very couture, something with minute beading on it, I might, or a lot of intricate detail, I might dry clean. So rarely. You can hand wash basically anything. Fabrics now are built to stand most wear, most washing. If you are in doubt, you can just hand wash something very, very lightly. Don't put stuff in the dry cleaner, hang to dry. I am a big proponent of only buy things that make life easy for you. If you are hesitating to wear something because you think it goes to the dry cleaner and then it's going to have to cost you 25 or whatever, have much dollars, you're not going to wear it. Only invest in pieces that don't need it.
0: Do you think that we wash our clothes too often? I don't mean to gross my audience out, but do you think I that totally, we... I yeah. Those stories about you only have to wash your jeans, like, every 10 times you wear them, I, like, is that true?
2: I wash my jeans every time I wear them because, you know, sometimes jeans can get a little baggy, so I like to make them a little bit snugger. That's me personally. But you really don't have to wash things as much as you think you do. And really, every time you wash something, you're just degrading that item just a teeny, teeny, teeny little bit. So, you know, just be mindful about your clothes. Take care of your clothes. I like to just wash... I always do a cold wash. I always hang to dry. I, I really take care of my pieces. As things blazers you don't need to obviously dry clean that often anyway things that are not directly touching your skin if you're wearing a tank underneath they don't need to be as washed so often so just be mindful about how much you are washing
0: Okay. Jamie writes, Jackie mentioned in her episode to look for classic items that will stand the test of time that we can wear for decades. And this sounds great in theory, but how do I know what classic really is? And I guess the better question is, how do I identify what's just a trend or a flash in the pan so I can make sure to avoid spending money on those items? If I'm going to invest in something, what guarantees do I have that it's not just a trend and that it is something I can still wear next
2: year? Oh, that's such a brilliant question. You know, well, remember that style is very personal. So whatever you wear is how it makes you feel. So there aren't trends. I'm, I'm not a believer in trends. I, I am a believer in finding the pieces that make your body look great and you feel fabulous. That's really what you know. good fashion is all about, how you feel. So, but when you're looking at a certain few pieces that never date, that you really are timeless, and they're very simple, effortless pieces. So, think about just a slim cigarette ankle pant. I want you to just envisage Audrey Hepburn. I mean, really simple, with a turtleneck and a sneaker, a flat. I love a ballet flat because they just look effortless and just very simple pieces. So, a slim leg pant. I love a simple white blouse a simple white whether it's a collared a simple white button-down or whether it's silky never gonna date a very just a slender little silky scarf never gonna date blouses in neutrals navy charcoal ivory i do love rather than black and just a word about black i'm not sure if we mentioned this last time that black sometimes we tend to default to black because it's a go-to but black especially on the upper half of the body can often draw color from our skin, especially as we age. So I like the softer neutrals. So navies, charcoal, blouses and that color palette. And then always put like a bright lipstick or a little bright scarf on the upper half of the body because it just reflects light, just makes you look a little bit more luminous. A classic blazer, a simple blazer that you can wear with a jean or a white shirt and wear it to the office. I know you're about to ask something.
0: I am about to ask something because I think blazers are a little confusing, right? Mm -hmm. They go up and down in length. And how do we know trend-wise, classic-wise, like where is a blazer supposed to hit us? Are we supposed to have a blazer that hits at the waist? Are we supposed to have a blazer that hits a little lower? Are we supposed to have a shrunken blazer? Like what's the real classic blazer that
2: we should all have? Got it. The classic blazer is this. You don't want a wide lapel because a wide lapel can be very gated. And also, especially if you carry your weight in your bust, it can make your bust look large. So you want a slender lapel. You want a don't do double-breasted. Double-breasted can be very gating and can also add a lot of bulk. And you're really not going to wear it buttoned up anyway. Single-breasted medium size lapel or slender lapel you want it to hit just at the top of the hip no longer and you want to have a very slight shaping to it so rather than a boxy one that could be unflattering a very slight shape because then whatever you wear it it gives your body a shape you can wear that with a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans it looks fabulous are there
0: any manufacturers or any makers that are your sort of go-to for blazers like this at a reasonable price
2: you know, I do. Love, I love Theory. Does fabulous blazers, just really easy pieces. Zara, fabulous, easy, simple blazers, not crazy expensive. I like Garnet Hill. It's a good brand as well. They do Eileen Fisher. J. Crew has some fabulous blazers. So you mentioned Shopstyle. I'm a huge fan of Shopstyle. It's one of our, you know, as a stylist, it's one of our go-to pieces that we look at all the time. Just type in blazer. A 1,000 will come up, all different price points, and you can take a look, you can set your shopping alerts too, brilliant, I love, I do that too. And when something comes up that you love, just try it. Here's my recommendation though, blazers, because they are tailored, I would get two sizes and I would return the size it doesn't fit because, you know, remember the European sizing is cut very differently, Italian, French sizing is cut very differently,
0: All that and so much more is available on Think Fast, Talk Smart. Listen every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Hey there, listeners. It's Nima Gobier.
2: I'm the co-host of MindShift, the podcast where we explore the future of learning and how we raise our kids. I don't teach math. I don't teach reading. I
1: teach people.
2: You'll hear from teachers, parents, researchers, and students as we uncover innovative approaches in and out of the classroom.
1: It holds a lot about how we want students and young people to move through the world, how we want to set them up for success.
2: Find MindShift wherever you get your podcasts. To U.S. Sizing.
0: I am getting the 411 from fashion and beauty expert Jackie Stafford. We are answering the questions that you sent in after we had her on the podcast about all the things related to what we need to have in our closets these days. Joellen writes, on your next fashion show, that would be this, Joellen, can you speak to women who are on a very, very limited budget? Most of my work attire comes from a thrift store, and honestly, I love finding hidden bargains so much. I think I will keep thrifting even after I start earning $100,000 a year. Make sure, Joellen, that you listen to our podcast on earning your first 100K. We just taped that. It's fantastic. I know that it's your goal to bring that home money annually within the next five years, and you are negotiating your way there. Anyway, she continues, what are the best things to look for at a thrift store? What fabrics, what brands, what kind of things on a label? Basically, I assume everything I see in a thrift store has been worn at least twice, so I'm always hoping to find tough fabrics that still have life in them. Tell me what to find the next time I'm thrifting my little heart out.
2: Oh, I do love a thrift store. You know, I grew up with my mother going to, uh, and we call them in England, charity shops. And she would forever be sending me these amazing finds that she found at charity shops that cost about you know, four pounds or something, which is so fabulous. So, yes, definitely embrace thrifting. So you want to look for um, brands that you recognize, basically. Like if you have find something in a brand that you recognize grab it. Just a couple of things about thrifting. Remember that often sizing might not be exactly what you think it is because people may have had it tweaked. They may have had it tailored. So if you can try on, I know, you know, difficult now, sometimes they're not allowing, but just pay attention to that, that they may have a pant shortened or the sleeve may have been shortened prior to them popping it in for thrifting. Also thrift in rich people's areas. I can tell you, if you find a really fabulous, super high, wealthy neighborhood, go, to their thrift stores you can find the most amazing bargains there so what i would suggest look for brands that you recognize Assume that it may have been tailored some way that you can't necessarily see it. See if you can try it. Look for natural fabrics. So again, we talked on the last episode about cotton, 100% cotton. Let's see if you can find cashmere. See if you can find these really go-to natural fabrications. The higher percentage of cotton, the higher percentage of natural fabrics will mean something is well-made.
0: Amazing and I gotta say I've done pretty well not just in thrift stores and consignment shops. I have some favorite consignment shops that I just love it, and some of my favorite pieces have actually come from there because I feel like I watch the price tag very, very carefully when I go into a department store or a boutique. But when I go into a consignment store, I let myself try on brands that I would normally never try because they're outrageous. And so I've gotten some of my favorite pieces there, but lately I've been watching auctions. I've been on live auctioneers and everything but the house. And especially for things like bags, there's a lot of stuff that pops up there that you wouldn't necessarily think. So just for those thrifters, another option to explore. One more, Susan writes, okay, so I know you just did that whole show on how we shouldn't shop on Amazon, By the way, we didn't say you shouldn't shop on Amazon. We said you should know what you're doing when you shop on Amazon and you should be aware and thinking about how Amazon works and what the alternatives are. You know, we don't judge here. We don't even judge Amazon. But... She asks, the next time I'm feeling super lazy and I need something for work delivered the next day, what kind of cute professional clothing can we find on Amazon for a good deal? Is there anything or should we just stick to ordering duct tape and mouthwash from Jeff Bezos and leave the fashion to someone else?
2: I love this question. It's so great. Well, I am a huge Amazon fan, not necessarily for fashion, but they do have a whole category for fashion so they've really upped their fashion game so what i would definitely do is take a look go onto amazon take a look at their their whole fashion content Be mindful that a lot of the brands that you might not recognize their names, they may come from all over the place. They may be just small, independent little brands that are being made exclusively for Amazon. The fabric, they are definitely inexpensive, but the fabrications might not be so fabulous. But they are often good, very similar items that you might see at a higher price point, for example. So you can find good, I hesitate to use the word copycats, but you can find some really good interpretations of bigger trends that are much more price accessible. But be mindful that you get what you pay for in life. So the fabrications might not be so luxe. They might not last as much when you're washing them. But if you're going for some inexpensive looks, you can definitely score some good deals. And also remember to check out not just Amazon, but all the off-price brands, Macy's Backstage, Nordstrom Rack, TJ Maxx. I mean, you can find fabulous deals at these places because they are like limited one-offs or a collection might be a few seasons behind that, or they had an extra run on sizing for some reason. So, definitely check out all those off-price brands too. I love hearing all about these bargain places. They're treasure troves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And my daughter, I have to say, now that she is spending her own money, got a little bit fed up at paying Lululemon prices for leggings, but she ordered a bunch from Amazon during COVID, and they were great. They even had the pockets down the side that we need to carry our phones in, and and they held up really well in the wash. So just for whatever that's worth. Jackie, you are fantastic. Thank you so much for coming back to Her Money and being our go-to style expert. Anytime, I love it. As many women as I can help feel fabulous in their clothes. Thank you. And thank you to all of you, our Her Money readers and listeners for writing in with your great questions, for reading our e-newsletters, for visiting us at hermoney.com and for keeping us laughing and inspired in our private Facebook group. We could not do this without you and we are so glad that you're with us every day. If you like what you hear, I hope that you'll subscribe to our show at Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think of these mailbags. We love hearing your thoughts. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Fidelity. We record this podcast out of CDM Sound Studios. Our music is provided by Video Helper and our show comes to you through Megaphone. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk soon.